0: I am speaking to the most gorgeous lady. I was looking at her the whole evening when they were on stage, um, the Jesus Collective with their album launch, restored. These people, they look so good. So to me, it's a huge privilege. It's very lucky to get to know them now behind stage and to find out who the real people are who can sing as well as they sing. So Shanique Nietling. Shanique, what a stunning name. Did you say thank you, mom?
1: Uh, you know, funny fact about my name, um, I actually had the biggest problem with it growing up. Because I felt like in my community, people just had the hardest time pronouncing my name. So I was just actually quite upset with my mom for a very long time. Because I feel like the name had disadvantaged me. But today, I am so grateful, actually, because um, it's unique, firstly. Because when people describe me, they say, Shanique, unique. Yes. (laughs) So, you know... (laughs) Uh, so I'm I'm grateful to mom. Thank you, mom.
0: But how would they then say? You see, my my surname before I was married to a boring <laughs> Fanikerna was Beau, and yes. that was French. And oh. you spell it B-E-A-U-D. Wow. So you can only imagine <laughs> how it came out in South Africa: Bode, Boyd, Beat. But Shaunique, how can they mispronounce Shaunique? You can see it, Shaunique. <laughs>
1: Oh, you know, Janine, our, our culture's multi; it's diverse, so different pronunciations, different um, interpretations of words. So I think that was just the the focal point there.
0: Yeah. Okay, give me a little background. If you had to put me in your childhood years, where did you grow up? Give me a little the history of the gorgeous Shanique.
1: Um, well, I am from Mitchell's Plain, proudly born and bred. Mm-hmm. Um, Mitchell's Plain in Cape Town. And um, I have three sisters before girls um, to my amazing parents. You know, they are my parents and I'm so blessed and fortunate to have them as my spiritual leaders and mentors as well. Um, Apostle Glenn and Prophet Patricia Mietling. Um, So I have only known the presence of God growing up, wow. uh, my parents have been in ministry since you know I opened my eyes. So I know them in ministry. I know them sacrificing so much for the work of God, and I think that that's something that I have inherited from them. I have really watch them, you know, serve people and sometimes put themselves on the, on the back end. And sometimes we had to be put on the back end growing up. And, you know, as a child, you don't get it and you don't understand. And I think today just reaping the fruits of that is such a blessing. And I'm so grateful um, to my parents for everything that they've done, you know, how they have raised us and are still rearing us today, you know, and just in the fear of God, I think that that is the greatest gift that I have experienced and received growing up because the grace and mercy of God has really kept me and really allowed me to build a testimony.
0: You can literally hear, I mean, that thing about having God's favor and His blessing doesn't matter where you are. That's, that's something you can't explain mm-hmm. to someone who doesn't know Him. But Mitchell's Plain isn't the easiest yes. place to grow up in. Give
1: a little background <laughs> about no, some of, of the challenges you faced in that area. So, you know, obviously Mitchell's Plain is... Um, Notorious for gangs, notorious for drugs. Um, I think in the particular area that I grew up, Portland's, um, there was not, you know, a lot of gangs, fortunately, but, you know, drugs and home invasions. Oh, we had a lot of those. (laughs) Um, home invasions, you know, just people coming into your space and taking things that aren't theirs. And, and, you know, it really, it can put you in a space where, You ask yourself, like, wow, we are God's children. Like I explained to you, my parents, leaders, spiritual leaders, you know, been doing church, been doing the work of God um, for so many years. But yet still you go through these things. And, you know, it's easy to sit back and question and ask yourself, okay, so I'm serving this God and I'm trusting him. But what I'm seeing is still deterioration in communities. I'm still hearing about domestic violence, you know, Um, our home. Uh, is situated like um, next to, you know, a train track. So growing up, um, before, you know, there was security and all of that, we would see so many characters and so many things, experiencing these things, myself, my sister. And to be young and just to, you know, be exposed to these things, it really puts you in a certain state of perception of the world, you know. And um, like I mentioned, regardless of where you find yourself, your belief and all of that, your perception of the world is definitely altered by your surroundings and by the things that you see growing up. So I think that that was definitely my experience. But on the plus side, it also... Um, created this desire to want to do more in my community, to want to ensure that, you know, the people that I am surrounded by and that probably are in the space of I'm not seeing God move, I'm not seeing him work, you know, for me to then establish hope in that particular community. So I think really growing up, that was then the, the mindset shift for me.
0: That's very true. To, to be part of suffering and to be part of, mm. of such a challenging thing, it, it, it gives you the option to either isolate yourself, or to draw together. Exactly. And I mean, South Africa is known that mm. we are very relational communities. Yes. That's that's something it, we're not wired to do that life alone. And somehow so, it makes a difference yeah. when you don't have to go through these mm. things alone. Uh, you being part of a church mm. as well, I'm sure the community must have added yes. to your life in very special ways.
1: Yes, of course, of course. Um, just really seeing the diversity in in the community, in the culture, you know, um, growing up with different identities, you know. And I think that today, if you compare your community and you see the diversity, you think about the body of Christ and you think about how the word of God says that he is the vine and we are the branches. So it speaks to how the kingdom of God is so diverse and how, you know, there's so many, so many uh, elements that come together, you know, it's not just set in stone in in one way. And I think that, like you mentioned, the community having an impact on my growth, especially in God, in the understanding and the revelation of his word, contributed to that in such a big way, because all of these experiences, all of these things that I've seen, it was personified. It was the word of God personified. It was the kingdom of God personified. God's idea for mankind personified, you know. So I think growing up in South Africa as a whole is just such an amazing, phenomenal blessing because we get to see God in his personified form on a daily basis, and I'm so, so grateful for that.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking, if you're talking home invasions, and, I mean, there there's really mean and horrible things that happen to people sometimes, and when you're part of a mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. that actually cares... You know, it gives the community the opportunity to serve one another and to love one another in a different mm. way. When you have to encourage mm. someone when they're down and they don't have answers, mm-hmm. you know, when there isn't money yes. and someone comes and they give the little bit yes. they've got as well. That thing in community sure. to me is the most precious thing that happens. And mm. and because of the hard way we grow up, sometimes when I look at at Europe and all of these places in these, it's like they've grown soft, eh? They don't have, They don't have to (laughs) survive as much. And because of that, we we get to taste a depth that other people don't who don't know Mm -hmm. suffering.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, so true, Janine. Wow.
0: And also this diversity thing, I love that because that's another thing in the Jesus Collective. It's a variety of people from a variety of backgrounds. Mm -hmm. You must have yes, it it must be interesting to have these conversations backstage from the different backgrounds you come there. Have have you had interesting conversations with these people?
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> we have these conversations every single time we get together. And I think it's mainly because um, we are challenged to sing in languages that are not our mother tongue mm-hmm. but you know we sing these songs and and it's just so funny sometimes to like when whenever we are teaching one another um the pronunciations and and now you're pronouncing a word and you're like oh okay I got it down and then the faces and then you're like okay what's wrong and then they say no but you didn't say that word you actually said a word that means another thing <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you realize oh no i thought i had it down <laughs> but it's so so amazing you know we sing in in each other's mother tongues and it's just a cross cultural um integration that happens and we learn about cultures and we go into one another's communities and spend time with our families like we literally spend time with each other's families <laughs> and that is even how we then strengthen our bond as a family of the Jesus collective is we go into each other's backgrounds and we go and see, what are you about? Where do you come from? What is your testimony? And to just experience that, I mean, our leader, um, Ms. Muncie Hilton Peterson in himself has such a powerful testimony. And I mean, just going back to his hometown every now and again and seeing that testimony and realizing like, wow, this is the big God and he is alive and well. It's just, you know, it boosts your faith every single time. So, yeah, our cultures um, that we embrace and that we involve one another in, it just adds so much to the dynamic within the Jesus Collective.
0: But how did you get involved in the first place?
1: Oh, (laughs) well, Janine, so I think it was in the year 2020. Um, Just before COVID happened, I was approached by, as I mentioned, the leader, um, Van Peterson. Yes, I was approached by him and um, he asked me to come and sing soprano for the group. Because I think at that point, one of the sopranos, um, you know, I'd moved on to, to bigger things. And, you know, there was now this gap. And he asked me to come to a meeting and um, we would discuss a few things and you know we take it from there and okay I went to the meeting and everybody was there the entire group was there and he opened the meeting and he said wait before he continues he just wants to say um welcome to Shanique this is our new soprano (laughs) and I mean we haven't even like discussed (laughs) anything there wasn't an agreement he was just like yes ma'am you are part of this and wow the Jesus Collective has been such a major blessing in my life I have grown in every way possible and you know like I mentioned it was before COVID so during COVID we were doing outreaching and we went into little you know communities little dorpies, and we set up a little track there and we did open ears and I promise you Janine. In the midst of it all, it was such a refreshing time. And like I mentioned, faith was then boosted by a million. Every single time that we were doing this and what we just kept on believing for and sowing into the earth is that things are going to change. There will be transformation. It won't always be like this. Um, And it happened, you know, today we see the evidence. And I'm so, so grateful to Minister Hilton. I'm so, so grateful to the ministry for just, you know, um, impacting my life in such a way and helping me grow and especially for the kingdom of God.
0: But one thing that makes the Jesus Collective work so well is they've got a few of the people that are known established artists they've yes. been out there for a long time mm. and then they go and they take up-coming people who's just got an amazing voice but d- doesn't necessarily have that platform yes, already ma'am. and that gives you a greater platform yes. as well. Wow. But now you getting to kn- you Very as uh, um you get to know some of these guys who've been at it for a while. And maybe you've you've seen them on yes. stage before. I don't know if you've maybe been a fan of some of the of the the more established guys before you met them, and then when you met oh, them, yes. maybe oh, you got yes. to know a different side of them. Was, <laughs> was, was there like one of them or two of them <laughs> that impressed you, or or in some way you had preconceived ideas, and then when you got to know them, it was ne- not necessarily as you thought it was.
1: All of them, Janine. <laughs> literally all of these artists. <laughs> you know. Um, I've grown up watching these individuals, and I mean, not even just on um, a gospel stage. Uh, a lot of them were secular artists before, you know, Ernie Smith, Louis Obala, even Kayam Mthethwa. He was um, the idol's winner, and then he branched over into, into like, full-time gospel, you know. So I've seen them on these stages, and I've admired literally each and every one of these ministers, you know. Um, I was blessed and fortunate to have worked with them prior, um, like Lady Veronica Mayer, also Don Vino Prince you know I've done things with them outside of the Jesus Collective um, so there was already established relationships and then we just you know joined forces once again um, for the Jesus Collective but I have admired these amazing ministers even up until today they inspire me what they say how they minister just how they pour out the oil it's it's amazing to witness, it's amazing to, to be a part of and then the humility, you know, off stage just like humility and how they hype you and then they <laughs> tell you that like, you did so well and you're like I did, really? And I mean it's a major thing, it's a major thing coming from somebody that is award winning, somebody that has travelled the world and somebody, you know that has infiltrated industries you know, um, so I think that it's just still such a fan out moment mm. <laughs> whenever um, you get that that acknowledgement and just that hype, you know, and then you know that wow, um, these individuals they see you and they acknowledge that, and it's just it's such an experience and really such an upliftment.
0: Okay, but how does it feel to have someone like Ernie or Luis or any of those,
1: you know, do backing vocals yeah. for you? <laughs> <laughs> Luiso so absolutely loves to do that. Easter will take a mic and he'll just get back behind you and he will, you know, he'll get on that mic. <laughs> yeah, but he's so, a choir
0: boy, uh, you know. He can't help it. He has to no. harmonize. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. And he fits. He fits so so well. So I think that it's really a humbling experience, you know. Um, when they're like, okay, 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 uh, we're backing you, and yeah, yeah, you know, the hype. It's it's such a, it's an important thing, you know, especially when you get onto that stage. Um, like, you know, mean I normally would open up the show with invitation and it, it's nerve-wracking, you know, because like, I'm standing there and I'm like, oh gosh, I could make or break what is going to happen from this point onwards, you know? So I'm standing there filled with nerves and then somebody just comes to me and just embrace me, you know, Kaya takes me and he says, you got this and I'm like, okay, I've got this. <laughs> so then I'm hiding, And then I feel that support behind me and I'm like, wow, you know, um, there's not a differentiation now. Like we all are one. And I'm so grateful to that, you know, like I said, that humility and just that, uh, that obedience to the Holy Spirit, you know, whenever the Holy Spirit says impart a word or, you know, Release a blessing. That is what they do. And they are so obedient. And it is such a blessing, honestly. No, I can
0: only imagine because it does make a difference if someone who you've got respect for honors your talents yes. and honors your spirit as well. Sure, I mean, that, and you saw that yeah. on stage with Restored as well. It looks so edifying mm. and encouraging it, it, I mean it will bring out yes, the best yes. of you if you're surrounded by people who like you and yes. support you and mm-hmm. in, are encouraging you the mm-hmm. way that people while you were singing mm. and they come and they walk closer to you it's so like true. they want to enfold you in the yes. music and then they go back to their chairs <laughs> and give you your so moment true. again what was your favorite moment mm. of the launch there in, in, the, in the Cape
1: <laughs> okay I am going to say the end when we did the punkster queer dance, quirky segment, <laughs> oh, that that just ah, that sealed it for me, Janine. That sealed the and uh, the night for me. Um, the night was such a, a rush. Yeah. I think even when I got home that night, I probably sat up until five, just. <laughs> I, I was I was hyped i couldn't i couldn't sleep the adrenaline was rushing through me. the presence of God was still on me i, I couldn't I, I couldn't close my eyes. my flesh was like clear <laughs> so I think that you know restored was such an experience and then such an atmosphere it was such a presence and just to you know bring that all back down. Like we said in the beginning of this conversation, just the culture and the thing that makes us unique. You know, you're not going to find queer and queer dance. All across the world It's something that is unique to South Africa So I think that just taking that part Even in our album You know, highlighting the Quirkies Is something that for the world is like Wow, we have never heard this before But the feeling, the vibe I mean, even we had a, a producer From uh, the United States uh, Dilo outing And he came down to come and help us with the album And I mean, even on the night Him and his wife were so invested into the Quirkies They were dancing as though they know what we <laughs> are (laughs) He He was was vibing.
0: (laughs) But, you know, we had someone from America as well, Scott Wizzy Brown once. He recorded his album because he wanted an African sound. And he said, you can't fake it. it. They can't reproduce our sound and our unique vibe at all. Not the best producers in the whole of America can get this thing done like we do it here. Mm. Our time is up. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm always so irritated when the time (laughs) is done and we're not finishing caring here. We've still got some caring to do. But I have to say, number one, congratulations. Your song, The Invitation, was like the first single released from the brand new album. I think that's a big quip for you. Like a big yay and amen of behind, behind what you did with this song so we're going to listen to that song now but i want you to tell us exactly what you want us to hear the message of the song that you want to hook onto our hearts what is it that you want us to get
1: well, Janine, um, as I mentioned at the launch, you know, I told a little bit of uh, my testimony of the space that I found myself in the very first time that we, you know, recorded that song for the show that we did called Flow. Um, and as I mentioned, myself and my sister were coming back out of Cape Town to Johannesburg from our grandfather's funeral. So in the week that we were preparing for Flow and that we were getting ready um, to, you know, uh, record this, this um, evening, We had lost our grandfather and there was preparations going in and, you know, we were at the funeral and we kind of had to cut that short and we needed to come to flow. So, you know, we were still filled with so much emotion, um, but it was overwhelming. And I think that coming to flow was the very first time that invitation really struck me because I was there. And as I mentioned, I needed to open uh, the show with invitation, but I was in brokenness, you know. Um, I was sitting here and I had lost somebody and, you know, it was just, it was such an insane, hectic time. But, you know, when I sang that song, what happened for me was truly restoration. Because singing invitation and just realizing that when you invite the father into that space of brokenness, when you invite him into your need, when you invite him into that uncertainty, And that confusion, you know, it is in that moment that you give him the glory and the honor. And that is what it all boils back down to, you know, in spite of where your flesh is at, in spite of where your emotions are at, God gets it all. And what he then does with that you will stand amazed a few months or a few years from that point onwards. But all it takes is for us to acknowledge that without the Father, we are nothing. Without the Father, mountains can't move. Without the Father, transformation can't take place. And I think that that's really the message behind Invitation, is that when there is revival, you know, all things are possible.
0: Okay, well, then we've got to listen to the song. With an intro like that one, this song's going to be good. It's called The Invitation. It's from Restored by the Jesus Collective.